Hey, George here with just a quick note to let you know that we did run into some audio problems with this episode of the Eye of Terror, but rather than not release this episode, we thought we'd release it anyway, and uh, hopefully you'll bear with us and enjoy the episode. Thanks. Welcome to the Eye of Terror. I'm your host, George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. All right, here we go. We're going to wing it. This is the episode where we're winging it. Don't we always wing it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't work from agendas. We don't have scripts. We so. wing it. We wing it. Okay, yeah, let's, let's, gonna... let's get into it by following a format. Okay. <laughs> Hobby progress. First off, uh, uh, you, my voice is probably sounding different because I have a terrible head cold. Yes. But the show must go on, so it's going to go on. I don't think I can edit it out, my head cold. I don't, I don't think that's how those work. No. It just sounds very resonant in my own head. Well, okay. All right, so there is happy progress, actually. Um, got the box of Primaris Reavers, um, put them together, and have made very good progress. They've all been base-coated, primed, inked. Um, they're, they're, they're in the black and white scheme of the Blood Angels. Okay, they're going to be a little gold. Black and white? Oh, sorry, black and red. Black yeah. and red, thank you. Black, black and white, no. No, no. We don't have a black and white army. No, we don't. I don't think that would look that good. No, probably not. You know, but White Sisters of Battle would look good. Yes, I know. White Armored Sisters of Battle would look I think there are some orders that are white. That are white. Yeah, I can't wait for that army. So, in the meantime, I'm drowning my sorrows in Primaris Reavers. Sure. Who are the coolest looking models? I just finished their little faces. (laughs) Their little skull faces. (laughs) <laughs> that caused fear. Very good skull faces. Although, of all the things that cause fear in the 40K universe... <laughs> a half-skull mask. A half-skull mask. You think that, that, I think that caused the least fear. And yet, yet they're effective in, yet in they're somehow reducing effective. leadership. I don't know. Uh, according to the... <coughs> excuse me. According to lore, um, their helmets are outfitted with like some sort of sonic transmitters that are uh, screeching like you know horrible, scary things. Okay, that's more. Remember, okay, okay. Now these guys are space marines, right? So they're eight feet tall, right? And also they're the Blood Angels, so they're freaking vampires, right? Yeah, I know. Sure. Like, so these guys are these stealthy vampires that come at you at night with skull faces, sonically screeching horrible things to scare you. I mean, shouldn't like baseline space marines just be cause fear yeah. in some respect, at least to like most species? Yeah, and they do, but these cause a little extra fear. Or like any v- mutated variety of Chaos Space Marine would probably sure. cause fear. Sure they do. Or Terranids right. as a species. Right, but these are these are primaries. But, but these guys yell very loudly. These guys, yeah. Uh, they're cool. I've I've uh, done five of them in there with their bolt guns and uh, combat blades because I like the fact that the combat blade gives you an extra attack. Mm-hmm. And they're very much an assaulty based army, you know. Salty based uh, unit, yeah, yeah. and then uh, the other half has got um, bolt carbines because they're just good. Bolters are just they, good. If you can lie, land nine inches away from your opponent and then let go with rapid fire bolters, yeah, that's uh, that's a good day's work. That's a nice feeling. With, uh, space marine shooting, yeah. So I would say I am seventy uh, percent done with them. Mm-hmm. Got their little faces done. Got most of their armor done. I'm still missing the uh, the gold ornament. On their chest plate and on on one of the polytrons, they have a little gold because you know blood angels. Yeah, yeah. So apart from that, that's pretty much my only hobby progress. It's been good. I actually haven't been painting in a while, and I, it was good to pick up uh, 
the pots of paint. Pots of paint. Yeah, That's but you know what I'm finding? And if I don't use my pots of paint regularly enough, they're starting to dry out. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I ordered I ordered these little ball bearings from uh, from eBay. These cheap little ball bearings. Sure. And so I stick them into the little pots of Citadel paint, and I use them to shake it up and agitate the paint. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. Yeah, and it works. It actually works pretty well. Alan, is that, I got, is that what those things are for? The ball bearings? Like spray cans? Yeah, that's exactly what that's for. Oh. It's to agitate the paint I so that it doesn't, like, I settle up. I have no water. idea. What I do you think? It was, like, a noisemaker? I wasn't sure what it was. <laughs> I wasn't even. I just knew the noise. Damn. I never had the curiosity to <laughs> to inquire. To, to ever inquire, like what's this the can always has a noise. Some <laughs> sort of marble in it. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's just the way of things. <laughs> it is the way of my people. I don't understand this, but okay. We just put marbles in our paint. You know what? You're you're not alone. I bet you there's one listener who's like, oh. I, oh, I didn't know that either. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. It makes perfect sense. I just never gave it any thought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I still have gotten a, an airbrush. At some point, I'll probably pick up an airbrush because um, it just, there's a lot of stuff. I sort of hit a wall on painting in terms of what I can do with my brushes. Mm. You know, that's so like. So the, the uh, tools kit must expand. Sure. I mean, I think I've hit a, I'm not to say that I'm a great painter at all, but I think I'm a, I've gotten to be pretty good. But given my re- my regular tool set, which is like nice set of brushes, you know, good paint, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, right? Uh, big magnifier light lamp. So I can, <laughs> you know, get into the details. Yes, you were very happy when you got that. Oh, that's so good. It's yeah, so good. No, it's, it's a very useful tool. It's nice. Yeah, it's so great. Um, an airbrush, I think, is going to step it up because I'm looking at models on Instagram and um, a lot of the uh, the ones I go, oh, I just wish I could do that. All obviously have yeah. been airbrushed mm. to some extent. The yeah. obvious cheap, cheap airbrush jobs and this, just like some uh, some Russian painters or Ukrainian painters that are doing demon princes and like amazing work, like the Lord of Zinch, you know, Lord of Change. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. every single feather has got multiple colors. And oh it's like, wow. Crazy, crazy. And I look at that and I cry. <laughs> I celebrate. I mean, I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. That's so yeah, great. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at this and I cry because I know I will never have such skills. I mean, uh, you can if you're willing to dedicate a lot of time. I've dedicated enough time. Yeah, it's... it's I've watched time. enough YouTube videos. I've watched Duncan it's, and all his videos. I, 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 you know what? I, I guess I just don't have... I'm good at certain things up to a limit. And I think I'm hitting that 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 limit. After that, you know, you can get better, but the returns, the diminishing returns, start, yeah. start you know, that that effect starts taking place, yeah. and then it's just harder to get to the next level because you've already. It's the it's the nature of the yeah. hobby, I think. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. And then uh, the other thing I do, I got a snow base. Um, my um. My my reavers and then my captain slam genius. That's my captain slam genius. Just needs. A little snow, <clears throat> a little snow is on his base, and then he'll be fine. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing, the other thing I did is I finished uh, Mechanicus, the Warhammer Forty Thousand game. Yeah. game. Ah, so good, so good. I'm telling you, if you guys haven't gotten it, you should download it and play it. Wait for a Steam sale because it's fantastic. It's like XCOM. One cri- one criticism what? is that it's short. It's short. Yes. I yeah. mean, I mean, it was probably put out there pretty quickly for. Uh, to get a buck off them, it seems like a, it seems like a lot of 40k games these days aren't don't have a ton 
of effort. Some of them have more effort than others. Um, but there's some that feel very kind of cash grabby. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I think lately we've been seeing not that. Um, lately we've gotten some good releases, like the Warhammer, uh, you know, the fantasy battle game, I think, has been well well received. That both was, the okay. original and the and part two. Which Vermintide was, was that the was that the um based off of the uh, bigger franchise that picked that up? Which one? There, uh, there was there was a lot like Age of War, or Total Age of War, War, Total War, so one of those, so one of those, yeah, it was yeah based on that. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Those those have gotten like no, those really were good. those yeah. were, those were pretty. They just they just went with the Warhammer license, um, and then uh, just most recently this week, um, the new uh, Gothic, Gothic Armada game two mm-hmm. or Gothic Armada two or Armada Gothic two, whatever. Does that receive well? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it allows for bigger battles, more ships, you know, more factions from the onset to play okay. with. Never really got into the first one. Sure. I started playing it and then I stopped. And I, you know, I think part of it was because I think I, I ran into some graphics issue with my um, computer. Uh, like it was, it, it wasn't beefy enough to handle the graphics. Sure. In the way I wanted to play it. Yeah. So now that I have a new computer. Mm-hmm. I, I, re- I well, I redownloaded Armada One, so I'm gonna give that a shot. Yeah. And yeah. then if I like that, I might go for Armada Two, because I like the idea of like giant cruisers and cruisers, you know, firing volleys of missiles into Necron ships and whatever. I, gu- I guess I'll rephrase. None of them seem to be putting in the same sort of effort in the original, like Dawn of War, One and Two. No, those days are yeah. Those that, are, those I are guess the, that's what I mean. Those are the salad days of those were those were Dawn the real War. yeah, those yeah. Were Warhammer, RTS. Those were the quality. Yeah. That those were real quality. Yeah. Dawn of War three fell through, and everyone didn't like it. Uh, and then now it just seems like a lot of smaller scale games. There was like a chess game at one point. Um, <laughs> There's like a bunch of cheap strategy games being released on like mobile, yeah. um, or that have been released on mobile. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know about some of it. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad Warhammer Fantasy got a big, interesting release. Um, it looks great from what I've, from like the gameplay footage I've seen. It looks great. Yeah, I also, it's one of those games that's sitting in my Steam library, and again, I think I've started to play the first for about 20 minutes, got distracted, and haven't picked it up since. Sure. Yeah. So it's another one of those things where it's just, you know, just sitting there staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Steam library full of g- guilt. Yeah, you, <laughs> you just kind of with with the uh, rich tapestry of all the factions and aspects of 40k, you just yeah. wish there was like another game that would like kind of lend both lend, I guess both um, justice to both like the look and the design and the feel of the world as well as some of the, the crazy stories you once, can once they nail that look and feel and design uh, then I'm, I'm totally hooked totally hooked yeah. uh, with Mechanicus um, they've nailed it and again that soundtrack oh my god so I just like listen to the soundtrack <laughs> it's just like put it on I'm doing, I'm doing work or sure. you know not even when I'm painting or something I'm just like doing work and reviewing contracts and suddenly I'm listening to the soundtrack because uh, it's so fantastic. So sure, that, that yeah. game's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, uh, other thing. Coming up, uh, Gene Stealer Cult. So I, it's looking like we're going to get it. Well, yeah, I think I think we're kind yeah. of gearing up to get it. Which, okay, so of the new... Like, I, don't, I don't know what's... Like, I've never played Gene Stealers, so I don't know exactly how to make an army in the Gene Stealer world. I know that you can use, um, you know, guard units. 
as well as the yes. you know more GNC or like units. Um, but there's some models that just look like that you have to get them, like the motorcycle guys, the motorcycle the guys, Atlanta Jackals, I think they're called. I don't, I don't know, I don't know their uh, crunch or their. Um, don't know, yeah, have no idea, no yeah. idea what their lore or their numbers are either, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the models are they so cool. All the, all the models look great. Oh yeah, all yeah. Like, which, which are some of your favorite models in that um, in the new line? The obvi- so obviously, you you just mentioned the uh, great motorcycle guys, especially the sniper motorcycle. Yeah. Um, looks fantastic. Um, was it the locust, the shield of masters, the um, hooded cult figure with the long staff? Oh yeah, a bunch of like sigils. Looks good. He's like a bodyguard, right, to, for the patriarch or, yeah, or characters. Or characters. Yeah, yeah. just the guy who froze himself in front of. <laughs> yeah. Leaders. Uh, I like the sort of gunslinger looking uh, guy. I think was released as part of Kill Team. He was. Yeah. And I don't know if he's separately available as a model. I know he's I definitely part of the Kill Team set, but we might want to get the Kill Team set be just for the, just for the models. Just for the models. Yeah. Yeah, they do look pretty great. Yeah. Um, the the freaking the assassin, the Sanctus, the blade that cuts the chain. That's what it is. Um, the Sanctus. It, the, the assassin-looking goggle guy is one of the most 80s designs I've seen in a while. Um, those freaking, like, goggles and bulky, like, elect, like electronic thing that's on his neck. Um, <laughs> his, like, screaming face. Yeah. And his little jeans-stealer buddy who also has a little one-eyed goggle on him. Wonderfully ridiculous. I mean, like, it looks it looks kind of goofy, but kind of great at the same time, which is a hard, I think, a hard line to. Balance. I think they nailed it with the gene circle. Yeah, I think they, I think they really nailed it. Um, uh, the drill could be fun. Um, it, it's a, it's a nice looking piece of. Uh, it's a nice looking piece of terrain. The little cars. What are the? the um, like the doom buggies. The, yeah, the Ridge Runners. Ridge Runners. Yeah. Achilles Ridge Runner. Uh, those look. Kind of uh, Mad Max-ish. Um, the Biophagus, their scientist guy, yeah, uh, is properly decked out in all of the I see I, I, vials and whatnot. We're gonna have to. Okay, we've got uh, the Brood Coven um, box, and that's all we got so far. Um, of course, we have some guard units, so we can definitely use that. But I kind of want to get the um, Codex before I start buying. Everybody except for the motorcycle guys. The motorcycle guys are a must-buy. Sure. Everybody else, I kind of need to like delve into the book and figure check out what I want in order to, you know, create an army that we like. I have a feeling you're going to take over that army though and probably play, play a lot more than I am. And they seem to appeal to you more than to me. Well, again, I, I've always enjoyed Lovecraft. Um, so having an army that basically is just like a Lovecraft cult, literally, literally it's just a Lovecraft cult. Um, I don't, I don't see the, the lack of appeal. I, I already, and I already sort of like the, I, the whole Tyranid design, the, the kind of knockoff alien look always uh, interested me. Um, mostly because they look so very. You, there's a lot you can do with it, and there's, and they all look kind of so different from most of the other armies, which are all just basically generically humanoid. Um, sort of the insect-like or like reptile-like designs, uh, depending on the model, all look just very cool and interesting and weird. 
Um, yeah, it's it's a different sort of thing. The whole, the whole fact that they've been sort of inbreeding and creating like this weird yeah. their own genetic offset. Yeah, that's that's, that's been the whole sort of touched by the you know by the tyrannid. touch of the tyrannids. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Weird ridged heads. Yeah, um, creepy. Yeah. No, yeah, and, and the whole like oh, the star gods are coming. The star yeah. gods are coming to eat us, and they don't yeah. care. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, okay. Lovecraft. Right. Okay, so we're definitely getting Gene Steeler cold. We got we got Gene Steeler fever. Yes. <laughs> Here. Yes, we do. Um, so uh, there was a Horace Weekender, Horace Heresy Weekender, Jeez. and a bunch of new four-year-old models got released, including a bunch of White Scar models. Like they did the we're we're all fanboying over all the Blood Angel ones a few weeks ago, and now they've got the or the White Scars, the Praetors, and all that stuff. There's yeah. a White there's a White Scar, uh, Contemptor Dreadnought that is pretty freaking awesome. But, yeah. you know, I'm not a White Scar kind of guy. I can admire it, but eh, it's not my thing. I don't like, you know, Space Marines on bikes. With yeah, the whole Genghis Khan sort of you know, think, mounted cavalry thing. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm, fine with the, I'm fine with that whole thing. I just, like, I don't know about the co- the white color palette. Never really. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks fine. I don't know. It never really like, your thing, huh? stood out to me. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, other thing we did was... Uh, we went and saw the Peter Jackson directed documentary. Um, they shall grow old. Uh, they shall not grow. Old. They shall not grow old. They shall not right. <laughs> they shall not grow old. Uh, it's a World War One documentary where um, Peter Jackson was asked by the Imperial War Museum to help restore 100 uh, years. Oh, sorry, 100 um, hours. hours of um, original World War One footage that had just deteriorated and you know kind of you know was sitting in a vault. And uh, not only did he restore it, he restored all 100 hours of it, but he brought it to glorious life. Um, just, uh, it's amazing. He, it's a two, about a two-hour documentary that, you know, it starts with a lot of footage in pre-war England and then takes you to, you know, recruitment and then gearing up for, you know, the inevitable war. And then once it starts getting into the war itself, it transitions into this glorious sort of 3D color thing. And it, it does come alive. It it is it's awesome. Oh no, yeah, the restoration looks amazing. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Um. I've never. Yeah. I, you you tend to watch black and white footage with an academic distance, right? Yeah. Like it depends. Yeah. The, okay. I'm watching something archival. These people don't feel alive to me. They feel like this is an educational film kind of a thing. But once once they're in color and in your face and you know moving, living, breathing in color. They feel like the men they are, like the men they were. I, I, I think, I think what really, what kind of goes unnoticed, but what really did a lot of the work into making them feel more, feel more alive, was the frame per second change. Yes. Because that those old like sixteen frame per second like silent film, that silent film style, makes everything kind of give it gives an air of unreality. People are kind of moving too quick. Yeah, herpy jerky and yeah. Yeah, the sort of Charlie Chaplin look kind of feels a little like you, you know something's off. The eye can just tell. You can just tell. But once it's in like 24 frames per second, it just kind of normalizes in your brain, and you're you're registering. No, this is this is this is full motion video. This is this, how people move. Th- yeah, this is how people move. So it it feels less like it, you're looking at a time capsule and more like you're actually seeing something that happened, you know, in yeah. front of you. Yeah, and uh, that that's all. The whole restoration thing is told in a, like a twenty or thirty minute little, you know, post credit sequence. Yeah, making you know, of making of section, you know, of it. Um, so he gets into how he did it. 
But, uh, I mean, clearly this is all parallel. The whole trench warfare is parallels into, you know, what the Imperial Guard. Yes. <laughs> especially the Death Krieg. Death, death War Krieg. Krieg probably goes through all the time. Yeah. Except probably a thousand times. A thousand worse, times worse. Worse in their <laughs> fictional universe. <laughs> right. Because they're not facing other humans. They're facing... They're facing... You can't... I couldn't even... Imagine. What What is that like? like? Right. Like, like even in, like, pedestrian situations, you're dealing with ludicrous weaponry so the, the amount of the casualties and the absurd sort of um, uh, mind altering effects happening to you all the time the, the sensory input of a melta blast or the lads gun shot or any anything really it's a psyker attack what is that like it, it, mu- it must be hell yeah, kind yeah. of hellish. I don't, I don't know how you keep up as a person, just like a regular person, keeping yeah. up with any sort of the um, extra human or superhuman entities that inhabit the forty-first millennium. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty great. I, I think the closest that from to sort of to understanding it a little bit was the Hellreach series. Yeah, from Richard yeah. Boylan, because he, you know, a lot of it is told from Guard's perspective. Yeah, and there's sort of a yeah, as they're facing just waves and waves of orcs and all that stuff. Uh, that that that's a good depiction of it. Speaking of Richard Boylan, uh, I know we're jumping around topics here, but <laughs> it's totally jumping around. Anyway, go see go see they show not grow old. It's a fantastic. If you're a you know World War One buff, uh, you want to see land raiders, <laughs> actual oh, yeah. la- actual it's, land raiders. It's <laughs> it, it's great. Except except yeah. Except I wanted to mention this three oh. D. Yeah, I like the 3D. I, I thought it was fine. Oh, no. I thought it was never, fine. Those, those freaking bulky glasses. If you don't, it's 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 just, I don't know, it it, 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 it takes away, I think it takes it took away from a little bit of the visual splendor. The images are beautiful enough to stand out on their own. They don't need that, like, fake depth in order to make them pop out. They just look great. Flat, they would look great. Right. Um... So having this extra, the, the, this extra frame on your face and... They're like these bulky, like irritating things yeah, that just feel like a distraction. You notice them, and it's and it's just irritating. And I don't know why this is still happening. I <laughs> it's, it's I, 2019. Yeah, why why would we, we why do we have keep lasers, doing you know, projected onto our corneas at this point? <laughs> no, no, against that. <laughs> Again, stop with the gimmicks. They have freaking like moving seats now in theaters, and I don't understand it. Yeah. It's just... Ugh. Well, I'm I, glad we didn't get smell vision with this documentary. smell vision <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because all the scenes of dead horses and... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole scene on pooping. There's a whole yeah, section. Yeah, there's a whole scene on... I'm going to the bathroom in World War One. how horrible that is. Yeah, it goes, it goes for what, for the minutia of, of British... what war, yeah, what British life. British soldiers' daily life yeah. in, like, in the trenches. Yeah. Uh, going on, like, raids, actual fight battles, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. If you're also interested in that, in this uh, subject matter, you should read a book by a German officer named uh, I forgot what the name of the, uh, what his name was, but the name of the book is Storm of Steel, and it's um it's World War One um, trench warfare told from the from the experience of a German lieutenant. It's it's fantastic. Okay. It's a good sort of like um, addendum to um, They Shall Not Grow Old. Okay. So the other thing I did want to talk about uh, with Richard Boylan was that um, our boy Richard Boylan, the director of Hell's Reach, um, got a deal to direct um, a Blood Angel series, an official yes. Blood Angel series, animated series, for Warhammer, which for Warhammer TV, which is absolutely fantastic. 
I'll be interested to see how what the length of the episodes are. Um, what's gonna what is it gonna cover? Is it gonna be set in sort of the current state of affairs for 40k with like split universe and everything? Um, or maybe it's gonna cover a pre a previous Blood Angels campaign. Is it gonna cover any of the major figures of uh, the Blood Angels, or is it gonna go for more of an on the ground with the yeah. regular? Regular troops, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, hey, I don't know who's writing it. Yeah. You know, is it going to be somebody like Guy Haley or Aaron Dembski Bowden or one of the you know greats? You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dan Abnett. Um, or will it be up to Richard and his team to do it? He's excited because he has a finally has a budget. Oh well, yeah, you know, like a real budget to do it. So, yeah. given given how much he was able to achieve, you know, on his own, this is this is really great news. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they went through with that decision rather than the usual sort of corporate strategy of just, no, you cannot use our copyrighted thing and we are going to ignore you for the rest of time. Well, I think they I think they saw how, how great it was done and then they probably said, okay, if we're going to do it, we should just work with somebody who knows, who's, you know, clearly captured the spirit of no, one, yeah, the Grim Dark Spirit. It's a, good, it's a good decision. It's just like... It's a great decision. It's a great decision. It's just, you you expect the corporate decision not to necessarily be the great decision. <laughs> and and not only that, but for uh, Game Workshops obviously had a previous history of... A sort of rather sordid history of being sort of uh, yeah, but those I recent, mean, recently they've those feel old, like huh? ancient days. They, they do they do feel like, like ancient like, days. Like the new, you know, they do. Yeah, new Games Workshop is fantastic. And by new, I mean for the last like two three years now. No, yeah, the, for the last they have been again. They they've have, been fantastic. They've been a lot. The new Games Workshop is a much nicer, much better Games Workshop. Yes. Uh, you just never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, the other thing is this, this weekend is the LVO. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not going to, obviously. <laughs> yes, uh, I went two years ago. Can you believe that? It was two years ago that I went to the LVO. It was two years. Yeah, two years. I, I, I amassed a record of three and three. And I'm very proud of that record because you know, I, I faced some really tough opponents. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't bring like a net list that, you know, was like, you know, no, you brought the, your own. the three Riptide towel, you know, list that everybody else who brought towel used. I faced two of those. Which who won that? Who won LVO? That year, I don't know. Uh. I don't know. I want to say it's. I want to say it's a chaos. Um, Was it demons? I, no, I don't think so. But I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh. So anyway, um, good luck to everybody who's playing in the LVO or just finished playing the LVO. Um, hope you had a good time. I know I had a great time. Yeah. It was super intense. Like it was like an. It was like a day of just like, you know, I got. Uh, how was it like? three games of Warhammer over two days. I mean, on each day, three games of Warhammer. So it was like six games of Warhammer in two days. So by the end of the day, your brain is just mush. <laughs> you get 45 minutes for lunch, and I was like, that's it. You're yeah. just like rules hammering and throwing dice and strategizing, and whew, it's, it's mentally, exhausting. Mentally taxing. Mentally taxing, it was, but it was it was quite fun. Um, I, I don't know if I'll do it again, but I might do it again at some point. Let's um, let's get into our, our battle report. So we'll take a little break, and uh, when we come back, we'll get into our battle report, which pitted the Imperium versus the Death Guard when we return.
Guard versus Imperium. Um, by Imperium, I mean uh, it was a combination of Adeptus Mechanicus and Blood Angels. Yes. Yes. Okay. Why don't we talk about your Death Guard list? Go. All right. Um, my Death Guard list was made up of uh, Battalion Detachment and the uh, Super Heavy Auxiliary Detachment. I had uh, Demon Prince of Nurgle uh, with Hellforge Sword Plague Spewer uh, wings and the Separating Plate, which gives him a 2 plus armor and 4 plus invuln save. That in a fight uh, on a 4 plus. You can reflect bat. You can if someone hits you, you can reflect uh, mortal wound back at them. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I have a ward of contagion uh, with a plague reaper. I have uh, well, I had one squad of nine plague marines, uh, six with bolt guns, uh, two with blight launchers, uh, two squads of twenty pox walkers, one squad of five blight ward terminators with uh, combi bolters and bubotic axes. And a Reaper auto cannon thrown in there. Uh, one Plague Surgeon. Uh, one Fetid Bloat Drone. Uh, one uh, Mythic Blight Hauler. And Mortarian. Oh, him. That guy. That smelly guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have faced the Death Guard before, and they are super tough. Um, they're disgustingly resilient, and I hate them. But... Um, I thought, um, well, here's my thinking on this army. I hadn't played Adeptus Mechanicus in a while, and playing the video game Mechanicus got me all excited about playing Mechanicus. Yeah. So that was inspiration number one. Inspiration number two was I felt that uh, the last time I brought out Slam Genius, he underwhelmed. What happened to Slam Genius the last time? I don't think he did much. What, what game was that? Um, I don't know. Why can't I remember it? Why can't I, I remember the time? We played it with him once, and I think he just whiffed. Was that against? Do... Was that against Necrons? Probably, yeah. I think it's probably probably. Was it the Blood Angels against Necrons game? Because those never go well for <laughs> for the Blood Angels. No. no, no. So anyway, he he just didn't seem to like he was pulling his weight. So I thought, sure. okay, I want Slam Genius again, and then I want um I want to play with my Reavers. I got ten Reavers. Mm-hmm. I want to play with them. So, my Adeptus Mechanicus list was Belisario's Call, of course, a Tech Priest priest Engine Seer, because he was going to repair things, Uh, two units of Cataphron Destroyers, one with the Plasma Culverins and the other ones with the Heavy Grav Cannons, a unit of Skatari Vanguard, all with their Radium Carbines, one Castellan Robot with uh, Heavy Phosphor Blasters all the way around, and then an Onager Dune Crawler with the Eradication Beamer. And that was uh, that was my Adeptus Mechanicus list. Uh, my Blood Angels list uh, consisted of uh, Captain Slam Genius. And that's a, that's a, it's a special build where you take a captain, make him your warlord, give him the Artisan of War trait, uh, give him a jump pack, a storm shield, and the Angel's Wing jump pack, which to replace your jump pack. Um, a Thunder Hammer and make him your warlord. So he gets, he's a two up, uh, sorry, he's a three up, uh, three up inbound save um, a character that basically can attack with, has five attacks, and uh, the Arsene of War gives him a plus one on the uh, Thunder Hammer, so he, he's he's doing basically four damage every time he hits. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's not great. But so, plus, as a captain, he's got reroll abilities. You know, for he's got an all rerolling aura for um, friendly units within six inches of him. And then you give him the red rampage because Blood Angel, which means on in the fight when he charges, he gets a plus one on wound rolls, 
and then you turn him into you, you use a stratagem to turn him into a uh, death company captain which then gives him the black rage which allows you to do another extra attack and uh, a six of feel no pain which is fantastic yeah. yeah, exactly. So there, and, but he's so cheap. He's like 124 points. For that's, all of yeah, that. that's that's really inexpensive. 124 for a, points. Yeah, that's a great build. It's a great build. So yeah. to accompany him, I had one unit of Death Company with uh, just simple uh, bolt pistols and chain swords because they get a ton of attacks, and then uh, two Reaver squads, one all with bolt carbines and the other one with the uh, bolt pistols and combat blades. And then finally, I uh, I went to Forge World <laughs> and pulled out a Contemptor Mortis Dreadnought with uh, two uh, heavy bolters, two twin heavy bolters, and then uh, the big boy, mm-hmm. the Relic Leviathan Dreadnought. And that's two heavy flamers, uh, three hunter-killer missiles, <laughs> and uh, two storm cannon arrays. Oh, my God, storm cannon arrays. Yeah. Yeah, he by himself is 321 points, so he, he definitely costs a lot. So, but yeah, I think he's usually worth it. So that's my army. Okay. All right. Uh, well, 1750 is the point point limit. Yep. We decided to let the dice gods decide our mission, and we pulled up um, uh, the first Eternal War mission in the new chapter approved book. Yes. Which was which was the um, data oh, something data collect vital some, data or something like vital that vital mission vital intelligence something like that something. <laughs> Why don't you describe the whole the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. objective setup? Um, the objective uh, so there are five objective markers, one set up in the middle, uh, and four set up in four quadrants of the table, um, as to be put a certain distance away, sixteen inches, I believe. Um, and ha- halfway between the center of the table and the corner. Half okay, so yeah. that and which is I think came out to six something like that. Um, now each turn or each battle round, uh, at the top of the battle round, you'd roll a dice, and whatever that number was, that the corresponding objective marker would be the active objective marker, uh, which would be more valuable. Um, on a six, all of them would become active objective markers. Uh, if you sit when you sit on an, an objective marker at the end of the battle round, um, you gain one point. If it's an active objective marker, you gain two points. Okay, and that's and that's, that's a mission. Setup. Plus, we had slay the warlord, linebreaker, and first, first strike. strike. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, you ended up finishing your deployment first. You got to pick. You got to pick the table sides. Yes, I got right? to pick the table sides. Yeah, uh, I started deploying first, but you finished deploying first. Yes. Yeah, so you ended up uh, going first. I did not seize the initiative. I went first. Uh, let went me first. describe so, my first turn. Yeah, describe your first turn. Nothing. Well, <laughs> no. not quite nothing. I moved up. I shot and missed. Yeah, yeah. That was it. No, you took two points off of my relic, Leviathan. Did I? Yes, you did. Yes, I psychic phase. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Smite, I smite you, him. I smited you him. smote him. I smote him. Yeah, with your demon prince. He was thoroughly smoted. That came up, and he never did anything after that. Yeah. So uh, you ran up. Okay. So you ran up your uh, pox walkers. Forty pox walkers suddenly 40 pox are running up at their. You know, you advance them at at their mighty four inch uh, movement phase with an advance. With an advance. With an advance. Right. If, no, the, I mean, Poxwalkers in the full squad, it's horrifyingly nasty. Uh, that's three attacks per model. Right. 
So I didn't want any any part of them. Um, yeah. And then you moved up your demon prince. You flew him up, so he was halfway up, more than halfway up the table. Yeah, by that point. Uh, yeah. Mortarian was a similar distance. Mortarian was hiding. Mortarian was hiding behind uh, <laughs> a, a tall piece of terrain. Yeah. Uh, because th- that was a smart play. <laughs> well, because you know I would have shot everything at Mortarian. You if, yes, if, you would have shot everything visible. at Mortarian if he if you could have a better line of... You, you still have line of sight of him on, with a bunch of stuff. I'm surprised you didn't, like, yeah. go for it. No, but I've learned lessons, and the lesson is uh, I'd, I'd kill it dead um, so that it can't come back and hurt you later. So um, I just thought that I wasn't going to be able to kill Mortarian, but I had a good shot at, at trying to finish off that Demon Prince. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyway, so your turn did not... You moved up your army because yes. you have a, more of an assaulty type army. Yeah, mid-range. All right. Italian army. And we were playing the beta rules. So um, my so Captain Slam Genius and his Reavers and Death Company uh, crew could not come in this round. <clears throat> no. No. No, they cannot. No. So uh, instead... What I did is the Mechanicus focused all their fire on the Demon Prince, and so the uh, the Relic Leviathan, and we turned it into Demon Mulch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. He did not last any length of time. No. We uh. And uh. Yeah. So uh. The Storm Array can- cannons on that Levi- Leviathan is uh. <clears throat> sorry. Each one is ten shots, strength seven, mm-hmm. AP minus two. Two. AP oh, yeah, minus two. A- a- and each one does D2 damage. Yeah. Or sorry, each one does two damage. Y- yeah, that's kind of absurd. Yeah, uh, so that's that's um, <laughs> that's um heavy damage. So uh, That's a lot of damage. See, I um, knew you had a separating play. I did. I wanted nothing to do with getting into a, a physical combat with you. Yeah. So I just thought I'd shoot you out of the sky. No, but, it, it, and it worked very well. That thing, I've always, the last few games I think we've had with the Leviathan, he's always died pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Either to like overwhelming firepower or an imp- like a knight type unit that right. just punched it. So this time I hit him. I, yes. He was hiding behind terrain, and then he peeked out, and then he shot the demon prince dead. Yes, he did. He was hiding yeah. behind terrain. And then uh, the catafron destroyers ended up uh, whittling down one group of twenty poxwalkers to three. Yes. Yeah. That and the contemporary contempt. Or Mortis, um, both of them yeah, fired. Yeah, uh, but but I wasn't able to, to finish them off because they're disgustingly resilient. Disgusting? No, um, I had, I mean, most for the most part, my disgustingly resilience actually weren't going off too much during this game. Uh, they were actually kind of underwhelming, but um, with the plague surgeon, uh, which I had geared both squads uh, around, um allows basically for rerolls of ones for discussing resilience uh and so everyone the the whole 40 the all 40 poxwalkers got that benefit as long as a few were in range of him so they just were had a tough time dying it was just it was basically better guard saves yeah but they they you, you, you i thought they were, i was gonna kill him six uh Six catafron destroyers and the contemporary mortar shot at them, and they didn't go down. Yeah, they didn't go down. Yeah. So, but anyway, I was really happy with the death of the demon prince. So that ended uh, my turn two. I ended up scoring two objectives, and one of which was active. So uh, I got first strike and uh, like uh, the points for the uh, the two objectives. Yes. Yes, you did. Right, turn, uh, my turn. My turn. Turn two. My turn two. I the terminators and the butt ward. 
come down <laughs> from on high. The what? Not the Blight Lord? The Blight Lord. <laughs> I thought you said the Butt Lord. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. What is this new Nurgle name for this guy? The Lord of Contagion. That's what his okay. name was. Lord of Contagion. Okay, I, the Lord of Contagion. Okay, so they... they there was a ward in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. The okay. butt ward. Okay. You're, why are you cracking up at butt ward? It's, it's like a Beavis and Butthead kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, this is a Beavis and Butthead bit. I don't know what... I don't know why. Okay. I'm sick. I'm slap happy. Sure. Fine. Um, (laughs) The name of the episode now. Slap happy? (laughs) No. Butt Lord. Oh, okay. Well. Okay. All right. So Um, so (laughs) the Terminators and Lord of Contagion, quote unquote. Okay. (laughs) Come on down. And then what happens? Everything moves up again. Um, Now I'm finally within range of certain things. So I believe I kill... I kill a squad of uh, your... The uh, Catafron Destroyers. Catafron Destroyers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kill a squad of Catafron Destroyers. I believe I whittle down... Uh, I believe I, w- I whittle down your one of your squads of uh, Vanguard? Yes. You yes, I, I, yes, with some uh, Plague Marine fire. I... Didn't do much else. I don't think I could... Like, there wasn't a lot done in the shooting phase. No, I think you um, ended the up... Main, yeah. The main, the main attraction was the assault phase. Mortarian had gotten in enough range that where he could make a nice beeline to uh, your robot. My Castellan your robot. Your Castellan robot. Yeah. And, oh boy, did he did he kill that robot. He has that eviscerating weapon of his. Yes, he has, well, he has two modes of... Slicing and dicing with the scythe. <laughs> right. Uh, one gives him triple attacks um, at strength user uh, da- damage AP minus, like, whatever, the three or four, or something like that. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, you know. Yeah, just and minus then, three or four. And then there's his eviscerating blow, which is strength times two, uh, AP minus four, D6 damage each blow. Um, it's it's always a plague weapon, so he always gets to reroll. Uh with his wounds, but that's not all. The guy, the guy is just kind of the whole package of in, of death and insanity. He's yeah. got like. So why don't you describe what happens when he first gets into the fight phase? Yeah. So when you when you start the fight phase off with Mortarian, everyone within seven inches, not like, and I don't mean like people fighting him. I just mean people within seven inches of him, enemies, I should say. After you roll, uh, you roll a certain number depending on uh, his health. Uh, it starts off at four plus, then goes to five and six and so on. Um, but if you roll that, if you roll that base four up, they take some mortal wounds. D three. Okay, so basically every unit, every unit within a seven inches of him will take D three mortal wounds if he rolls his magic number, which his magic number, yeah, yeah, which in this case was four. And that's great. That's crazy. Yeah. He just, I guess, just by being around, maybe when he's exerting himself, he just lets lets off extra, extra plague. <laughs> extra plague is just like royals of like bilious gases emerging come, from him. Come off of him. Yeah. So that that took down a few guys. Um, yeah. No, I think that, it killed the remainder of my my vanguard. It, yeah, it killed the remaining vanguard. Um, I think it killed one of your uh, breachers or destroyers. Um, yes, it did. Yeah, it's just yeah. That's just like your, your little bonus poison cloud. Bo- bonus poison cloud, yes. Um, and 
and then you as took, you might um, as you yeah. might expect from two plus two plus AP minus four <laughs> yeah. <kind of> stats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the Castellan robot did not last. Yeah, it just died kind of instantly. Yeah, so that which is novel because those robots are pretty tough, and that's the first time we've ever had a robot just like die the first time it's been in in combat yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now well they don't normally go up against right. literal primarchs. True, <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, so that gave me somewhat of an advantage. Though. I knew that if the robot died, that meant that um, Mortarin was then um, going to be exposed out in the open. He would have been exposed anyway. You would have retreated. D- true, I would have retreated. Yeah. I would have retreated. And he, then, would, he would have been exposed. No yeah, I would have fell back. Yeah, there's no way I would have done not done that. So, um, so my turn rolls around, yeah. um, and everything fires at Mortarin. Everything. So. My uh my Captain Slam Genius and the Primus Reavers arrive on scene in Death Company. I position them when when unit of Death Company and the Primus Reavers and Slam Genius facing Mortari nine inches away. My second set of primary reavers uh landed on top of a piece of terrain that had the central objective and it was sitting on top of a tower where they took up all the space. So they pretty much owned it, right? Nothing else could really dislodge them unless you shot them from afar. But I, they they were pretty well yeah. positioned. Yeah, and they could also shoot from up there. They all had their bolt carbines, yes. so it was like a really great little sniper yeah, yeah, nest yeah. up there. Um, and then I had everything shoot at Mortarian, and I just slowly whittled him away. You know, um, but you were making a lot of good saves during the shooting phase. Yes. I was, you know, so I mean, I whittled a few points away, but you know, it, it was he. I think he still had like eleven or twelve points. You know, wounds left. Uh, when it came to um, assault phase? No, no, no. By that point, he had eight wounds left. Oh, eight wounds. Okay, so I actually had whittled him down. No, you whittled him down. No, you whittled him down pretty effectively. Okay, uh, okay. So he had eight wounds left by the time the assault started. Yeah. So the assault starts. Um, I actually lost, like, uh, oh, yeah. So <laughs> the assault starts, and I forgot about the poison gases thing. Yes. So... Anybody who's in contact with them suddenly is <laughs> start dying. Yeah, because of um, the poison gas. I think it killed some reavers. I, I killed no, killed uh, didn't kill any reavers. It killed two death company. Oh yeah, I killed two death. Company, <laughs> killed guys. two death company right from the onset. Yes. Everybody else survived, but that was that was annoying. Um, but anyway, death company came in and put some wounds. The reavers came in and put some wounds, but it was finally Captain Slam Genius with his giant thunder hammer that and his five attacks that you know finished him off. Yeah. Yeah, so Mortarian dies. So what does Mortarian do when he dies? <laughs> he explodes. He explodes. He explodes. Explodes in a noxious cloud of <laughs> horrible yes. gas and whatever else is horrible. And I think you end up killing a few, a few. Uh, I think you kill one more Death Company and one more uh, uh, Primaris Reaver. Yeah, but but, but then I had killed. But then I'd killed your demon prince. You killed demon prince Mortarian. Right. Uh, I'd whittled down one of your nine points by this. Yeah, nine victory points at this point. To my four. And then I was Uh, holding the central objective, which I was not going to get dislodged from. So we might, so we might have a record for quickest surrender. (laughs) Yeah. In in our gaming history. Yes. Um. At the end of the second round. Yeah, the Death Guard conceded. The Death Guard conceded, and there's a reason. Um, while my, while my Terminators were, could have done some damage, 
could have been somewhat effective in killing units. I don't believe that they would have killed everything, and they probably would have gone down to maybe firepower, maybe Death Guard or Slam Genius and the like. Um, putting up a heck of a fight, I'm sure, but they would have gone down eventually. Um, more, my... important, more importantly, even if they... Um, I don't think you were, you were yeah. able to... I had most of the objectives. Yeah, you had most of the objectives. You had nothing, you had, nothing to dislodge me from those objectives. And you had... Mo yeah, you had, I had nothing really available there. You had most of your effective firepower still operational while two heavy hitters were dead and not much to show for it. Um, it was kind of... It's, you were just racking up more points more regularly and I didn't yeah. have uh, yeah, good enough positioning to sort of challenge you on that, so it just kind of looked doomed from both a tactical and a killing view. I, you know, in, in this game, I think I think you made a couple mistakes in the sense that, um, and you tend to do this, and that's, you tend to send in like one heavy hitter to do a bunch of damage, which allows me to focus fire on it, because I just see one major threat there. Well, if, <laughs> if, if you had come in... Okay. All yeah. right, sir. Sir. I'm not saying I don't do that. Okay. But that's... Before the game. Yeah. Before the game, <laughs> my dear my dear audience. Okay. What? Before the game, I had specifically asked you, because I was unsure about sending Mortarian in too. I was really unsure about sending Mortarian in. Okay. And including him in the list. Okay. Uh, because I knew that that exact thing could have happened. So I asked Wait. you, hey... Is your army going to be like uh, maybe I don't know his army if your your army's kind of shooty, uh, Mortarian probably won't be able to do anything. And you're like, no, it's it's going to focus. You said to me, it's going to focus on numbers. The list is going to focus on numbers. I heard Mechanicus, but you said the list was going to focus on numbers. And because I was I was literally thinking I'm bringing fifteen assault troops with me, um, with Slam Genius. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And you also brought two. Gun platform <laughs> dreadnoughts. I did. You brought out destroyers and breachers. You brought out an Onager Dune crawler. The Onager Dune the crawler. Robot. You brought out Call. <laughs> yeah. You brought out the. Well, it's a it's a mechanic. The Castellan robot. Of course, it's going to have Call in it. Of course, it's going to have robots it's in gonna, it. That's a shooty army. <laughs> that's a shooty army. Well, I, w I wasn't. I didn't think you were asking me if it was just going to be like not it. Like I don't know for whatever reason. I I thought that I could. I could certainly make that list even shootier. Because because what I was original. My original plan was just going to be to have like a ton of like yeah like multiple squads of plague marines mm. and whatnot and like a more spread out more like yeah that thing that was elite army yeah that would have worked but then that. i was like oh martarian's fun i i, I don't know i've played no, with magnus what, a whole bunch I, I, look i i, I think the army's not gonna be I don't, I don't think it was having so i don't know what this revisionist history was no i don't um, think i don't think you having martarian in the army was the mistake i think i think the mistake was to send out the demon prince by himself literally he was like by himself there's no one there's no one to accompany him well the whole point is you don't have to advance him you don't, he, then he just sits back and does like and just until until everybody is, is well positioned enough so that they all can come in together because the fact that that you you're you're putting in these units like one at a time out there which allows everybody on my side he to could, just focus could, fire. He, but he you don't see me advancing. But he can't get up one guy at a time with the rest of the units because there's only there's only Mortarian to help him. Yeah. Um, with the Terminators. I, I guess they come out in turn two, but I can't get him out. I can't get him out in one turn. Right. I, see, I, I, I can't. I can't just. I can't, I can't just keep him still. But at the same time, well, if I do keep him still, it would take him multiple turns to get up. Okay. 
Even though he's got fly. Yes, even though he has fly. Okay. Well, I, I, I would have done what you did with Mortarian, and that is flown the Demon Prince and then hiding behind Mortarian behind that, that um, assault thing until more of your arm more of your army that was just would that. have marched up the field and then revealed both Mortarian and the Demon Prince. And now now I'm dealing with multiple threats as opposed to just one at a time. Well that was the that was just out of positioning. I had good okay. positioning on Mortarian. It was it was that was a matter of, that was more a matter of uh, okay. deployment. It, of all I'm saying is that it, it allowed me to basically concentrate all my fire on first one big bad and then the second big bad because literally you just threw them out there. I, I, think, I, think, I think that would have been more an issue, less an issue of uh, playing and more an issue of list composition, honestly. I think, oh. I th I think putting out more, um, exactly what I said earlier, bring, leaving out units. Do you think, I, think big, I sort of like big trick, one, tricked you into... One trick. No, I, no I, don't think, I don't think you tricked... I, I don't think it was at all intentional. I don't no. think it was all at all intentional. I don't think you tricked me or anything. No, I, I wasn't trying to. That, that, was, that, that would be ridiculous. I, I, it was, sure. I'm sure it was just kind of an unthinking, oh, I'm focusing on like... I'm, I was focusing I have some, on... I have some blood angels yes. and so that's how you thought of it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, a salty blood angels army with a bunch of bodies that can do multiple attacks. That's what I thought I was going to be like fighting, right? So that's why I brought, uh, <laughs> you were, but <laughs> but but with with mostly, but it was mostly Mechanicus, yeah. Uh, and thus the well, not most, somewhat Mechanicus. Well, the the, I, the point spread was was even. It was half blood angels and half half Mechanicus. But part of that half blood angels was the two dreadnoughts. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And correct. that was and that was part of the yeah that was part of the problem. Um. Yeah, I I think a more a more jack of jack of all trades army. I guess or I guess a more less elite army. A, a point is a less a less elite army that puts a lot of points in these like super assaulty fly guys. Right. And more into just tough ground units that can hold position, yes. hold objectives. I I think that's true because as would have been the, way more effective as the Poxwalkers showed, the disgustingly resilient, especially if it has any kind of a boost. Like that, that the yeah. surgeon gave him makes the Death Guard army super tough. Yes. So they would have withstood a lot more of that. I mean, I mean, even the Poxwalkers withstood all the Mechanicus fire, and I wasn't able to destroy that unit. No, yeah, no. I th I think a much more uh, balanced army would have worked yeah. a lot better. Oh, yeah, I think so too. Yes. Yeah, because I, I don't think you've made mistakes with the Lord of Contagion and the Terminators, because they always do work. Uh, no, I, I, I think I did make a mistake with the Lord of Contagion. Oh, okay. I think I did. No, because of the positioning we were talking about. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The Lord of Contagion should have come in and taken the center objective. He should have taken the center objective. You had that the was first, that was you had the first opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah. That was I would. That was just an unthinking, dumb, like oh, yeah. Lord bodyguard thing. That was that was a dumb thing, but um. Yeah, I, I, I think I, see, it was mostly a matter of list. Yeah, I look a at the battlefield and I'm like, what's going to get me points? And then I'm like, okay, because I had, um, I, I had my primary, yeah. my, my reavers and my death company going to come in all together. But then I saw the opportunity. I'm like, why not position yeah. them at yeah. that center objective? Yeah. You know, they can. So I was willing to be tactically flexible. Yeah, uh, I think I just saw like from the, I think from kind of the moment I saw the army. I was like, oh, oh, this looks familiar. I've seen this situation before. Oh, this is the, the line of Mechanicus bristling with guns. So it's Pickett's charge, is it? <laughs> it's always Pickett's charge with you. It is always Pickett's charge <laughs> with me. I, the, I know. It, it, the, 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 only, the only way Pickett's charge ever works out for me is if my army is either fast enough or <laughs> yeah. tough enough yeah. to take it. 
Yeah, that typically means either Necrons <laughs> or back in the old days it was uh corn demonkin. It was corn yeah. demonkin who yeah. were just who were fa- who were really fast. Right, super fast, and I'd have to try and kill them before they <laughs> who came yeah. in over the walls. They should do. They should do. Uh, they should do world mm. eaters. Yeah, I don't think they've done that. That would they, be that'd be a good I'm codex. Surprised I'm surprised they haven't done world leaders yet. No, uh, you know, the beautiful. All right, so what would you have done differently then in this game? Well, list composition, no. um, more more thoughtful about where deep strike, where the deep strike, rather than just kind of automatically presetting to certain yeah uh, positions. Uh, yeah, just uh, to form the less elite. If I yeah, if 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 I if I had thought. If I had been thinking in my head of a more shooty army, I probably would have gone for a lot less Mortarian and more Plague Brain squads and whatnot. Yeah. I, well, I, um, this kind of showed me a couple things. One, um, uh, Slam Genius with a bunch of Death Company is really good. Um, yes, if you can get him in, he's really good. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I got I got lucky with my chart rolls. Yes. Yeah, I rolled nines and tens on those charges. So... Um, and then his Descent of Wings sort of jump pack allowed him to roll 3d6. And he rolled like a 12 or something. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that was good. But um, I really prefer Death Company to um, to the Primaris Reavers in terms of assault units. Because right. you're trading. Primaris Reavers have two wounds, mm-hmm. which, you know, harder to kill. Yeah. Right? They're decent with two attacks each. Yes. And then if you give them combat now, there's three attacks. Yes, that's quite nice. Right? And then they're blood angels, so they get plus one to wound on that charge, uh, which is great too. Yeah. But death company, death that's, company. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of attacks. They're going to get four attacks that's on that on that charge, right? Four attacks on that charge, yeah. and so they're just going to chew things up. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah, it's like five extra attacks, you know. Um, Anyway, um, and I don't know if I don't. It's kind of what you want. You know, do you want extra wounds or do you want you know more attacks? The way I play, I tend to play aggressive. So yeah, I, more attacks. Yeah, and then you also get a six up to feel no pain because they're death company. You don't have to think about wounds if the guy's already dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which is exactly why I, I went after that demon prince. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But no, I mean I'm I'm generally pleased with the list. I, I oh, think, it, I think it's a good list. I think it's a really yeah, good list. The, the start of the show is clearly the uh, the relic Leviathan. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I would have needed something like Necrons, honestly, or some, or maybe Tau to deal with it. Maybe a good guard list. Yeah, yeah, because it'd be hard hard to crack those tanks. Yeah, if I if it, I got a good a good or better shooting list, that probably would have done it. Uh, yeah, because I don't, I don't, because I don't think independent of taking out a thing or two, I don't think the Blood Angels would have been able to do much against a shooting army except get blasted. Right. Turn. Right. Uh, but again, but again, something a bit more uh, elite and assaulty like my army, they were great for sort of the counter charge. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fun game. Fun game. No, yeah. Fun yeah. Game. Fun game. Because fun... we, honestly, we when we talked about it before the game started, we had no idea where it was going to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't know if I was going to win because I was scared of Mortarian. I, I, I kind of, well, I kind of, when I saw the ar- when I saw the opposing army on the other side, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I think I, I kind of know where this is going to go. But we'll see. I don't know for sure. Yeah, okay. And then my my predictions, I, I, I have the weirdest kind of pr- a prescient hindsight 2020 thing where 
I can see what's coming, but I can't really avoid it. <laughs> you just see your fate I just rushing see, at you. Once I, yeah, once I kind of understand. <laughs> yeah. Once I, once I, once I see what the other army looks like, what my army looks like, and if I'm familiar with their capabilities and I'm familiar with what I can do, I kind of get a sense of where the game probably is going to go. No, it's not always. No, it's not, not always. Okay. But sometimes, but oftentimes. Okay. On that sad note, we'll, we'll end the battle report. Okay. Uh, just one quick shout out. We do want to say uh, thank you to Daniel Dudek, who is a loyal listener on SoundCloud. Uh, Daniel, you have listened to our show quite a bit over the last uh, 30 days. In fact, <laughs> you're almost listening to the show like every day <laughs> of the month. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Thank you very much for being such a loyal listener. If you want to send us an email and tell us how we could do the, do the show a little bit better, please do so. We uh, can be reached at the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page where we're going to be posting up a reader, um, quick little some shots from his yeah. battle. Uh, which is fun, and also pictures of this battle um, by the time we post this episode online. This has been episode 66 of The Eye of Terror. I'm George. I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon. (laughs) 